Hello, welcome to the SUP Live podcast. The SUP Live is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, brought to you by Betches and explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. The live show airs every Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page, complete with costumes, props, and hilarious gifs. Or you can just keep listening to the audio version. It's whatever. Seriously, we don't care. Okay, here's the news. I'm Elisa Rallis. I'm Terry Fishbein. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the SUP Live is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Yeah. So in order to kick off our political discussion, we must do the most important part of any political discussion, and that is have a drink. Sammy, what are we drinking today? These are hot spike cofefes. I've been drinking for, I've drink drinking one for like an hour now. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yes, and much like the Covfefe tweet, the drinks are a mystery. Oh, you know, yes, like right. Know. What's in them? We never found are out. There, are there roofies? <laughs> are what is what is it spiked with? No, I, it's I would just, be surprised if, <laughs> if our assistant put roofies yeah, in here. I, that, that would be that would make her a different person than I thought that she <laughs> than I've been learning who she is. People um, can surprise you. All right, okay. Sammy, what has been getting you through this week in Trump's America? Probably the excitement over the new Betches.com rebrand. You guys should all check out our new website. Uh, it's really, really pretty. The stuff has its own section where all our articles, videos, and the newsletter are all there in one place. So easy to find. Um, it's a true glow up. It's like, um, remember when Christina from The Bachelor, like on Nick's season, she had like brown hair and she was cute. But, like, not, like, the cutest. And then she showed up for Paradise, and she had the new blonde hair. And yes. it was like, oh, my God. We, the, the new site is blonde hair, Christina. Yeah. Yes. Or to make a less obscure reference, this is skinny Khloe Kardashian. Yes. <laughs> yes. Website. Revenge body. Revenge body Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. The other exciting change with this new rebrand is we're also relaunching this show as a podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the normal places that one would listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. You can go to this link, betches.co slash pod. Right now, it's only up on SoundCloud because you have to do your first episode before the other people will, like, technically put you up. Mm -hmm. So check our socials in the next few days. It'll be up everywhere, and you can go here if you're just yeah. so desperate and want to listen again yeah, right after the show. Yeah, have the audio experience. You can have the visual experience. There are yeah. so many ways to engage with the sub. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> so if you have a boring commute, this is the podcast mm -hmm. is the way to go. Elise, what's getting you through the week? What's getting me through the week? Are you recovered from the, the uh, State of the Union hangover? I am in many ways recovered. I did play our drinking game, and it was difficult. Um, Brutal. But my, my, this actually brings me to what's getting me through the week, which is that at the same time as the State of the Union, Stormy Daniels, your girl, went on Jimmy Kimmel, and it was supposed to be like this big explosive interview. What is she going to say? She said nothing because she signed an NDA, which is exactly what we already knew about her. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. I feel like she was like in this tough, you know, it's like a rock and a hard place between like wanting all the attention and not legally being allowed to get any attention. <laughs> exactly. I feel like maybe she planned to say something, and then she looked into the audience, and Trump's lawyer was out there just like... And yeah. she was like, uh, because literally every question Jimmy Kimmel asked her, she was like, I don't know, maybe. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And like she let out a press release that was like, Stormy was just being her fun, playful self. <laughs> I feel like she was just probably on the press tour for like Operation Desert Stormy, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. She's got to get her name out in the papers. It's hard to get a new role in this new feminist America. I know. So that, that was what was getting me through. It was sort of like this womp womp interview with Stormy Daniels where yeah. there was no new information. Right. Like if you're going to draw eyeballs away from the State of the Union, you should probably do it with something more entertaining than the State of the Union. Speaking of the State of the Union. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. This brings us to our first segment, Political Hangover. Yay. And of course, we're talking yeah. S-O-T. Yeah. Yeah. And we literally had a political hangover yesterday. So Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so let's just start with like our thoughts. Yeah. Um, so, okay, what were your thoughts about his speech? Like I the mean, whole sit, the what whole did you think? Thing- it was fine. He stood up there for an hour and 20 minutes. It's the the only person who's ever gone longer giving their speech is Phil Clinton. Um, do, do you think there's like a, a correlation between being a sexual assailant and giving a long State of the Union speech? Um, yes, in that you don't care if anyone is having fun. So um, yeah. that's probably... As long as you're, as as you're loving it. a bipartisan problem there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah but both sides of the aisle. If the, if the point was to prove that the president can stand and talk and read all at the same time... <laughs> he succeeded. Gangbusters. He did it. Four stars. <laughs> yeah, like, but, no, he, he, he did it. Stephen Miller, racist Squidward, uh, did sort of a mad lib of patriotic words, and Trump jumbled him out for an hour yeah. and 20 minutes. It was just like, America is beautiful. America is steel. America is patriot. Like, it's just America is the best. Go. What about you, Sammy? What did you think? So, I thought that, like, similar to what you're saying, I said this on our Instagram story the other night during my Democratic response. Mm-hmm. Everyone had a response. Yeah. We had to have responses, too. People keep saying there were five Democratic responses. There were seven. Yeah. And eight, my dog also gave Bruce one. Bruce did also. Bruce respond. the Betch gave mm-hmm. one. So my thoughts were pretty much that he is like, this speech was like a glorified like MC. Like he mm-hmm. is literally like a racist DJ Khaled. Like <laughs> he is just like, yeah, like get them out. Get the people out. Another one. Major key to America is just being mm-hmm. white and like not giving a fuck about anyone except yourself. It was it was like the first 10 minutes of the speech were literally just shout, shout outs. And it was like, yeah. I feel like it's a pretty good tactic to like, deflect from how bad you are at your job so you just shout out like people who are really good at their job he was like here's a firefighter who's killing it here's a guy in the military who's killing it let's not talk about me yeah (laughs) Yeah, like who's gonna who's gonna like say that the that all your shout outs of like these heroes are is a bad speech yeah yeah like you did a great job of telling what the state of those people's lives are yeah that kid preston who like put a bunch of flags on veterans graves i was like great let's have preston be the president like (laughs) we're like i'm fine with preston Right. Also, Melania would probably prefer Preston to her husband. So, oh. and I don't mean that in a, in a pedophiliac sort no, of no. way. I just I mean, mean that the company. I feel like they would. Like she would rather be in the company of yeah. Preston. Yeah, and she, feel like she not... was like, "You should be friends with my son Baron." He wouldn't come here because he refused. <laughs> like, He's never met his father before. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so let's. Uh, that actually. Let's talk about reactions. Yeah, talking about okay. Melania and the five Democratic responses makes me want to talk about my favorite part, which are just the reactions of people in the crowd. Yeah, the best reaction in the crowd was probably when Trump was bragging about the economy and how black unemployment is the lowest in like 10 years Mm -hmm. or ever. It it is actually ever. You cut to the Congressional Black Caucus and they're all like, 
like on the table, want to like, fucking die. Not impressed. <laughs> yeah, friend. they're like, they're like, yeah, that's been the pattern for like years and years and years. And thanks to our last president, who was black and did things to advance the interests of minorities, yeah. yes, the unemployment rate is the lowest ever. Yes. Thank you, Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> then there was like Nancy Pelosi with her mm-hmm. like. She was like. You know what's like funny is like she knew that they were gonna be cutting to her. Yes. I almost felt like she was trying to be memes. Like at some moments she was like manically smiling that were like inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes she when she thought no one was looking, she was like I think that Nancy, I feel like any of the major Democratic players, your Nancy's, your slow clap Bernies, your Cory Bookers, they knew Your Chuck Schumer who literally your, went like at one point. They they I think honestly they literally are competing to become the meme because it actually only helps them. And I yeah. think that Bernie might have won in becoming the meme. Nancy close second, but yeah. the Bernie clapping like yeah. this I think is if yeah. if we have to declare a top meme of the evening, I would say it was probably slow clap, sad clap Bernie. Yes. I also felt like Mitch McConnell looked like he was gonna like ejaculate all over the <laughs> The, the audience, like he was like, mm-hmm. oh, and that is one thing. Okay, that is one thing that I want to say about the Democratic responses, and this is the only thing I want to say. Joe Kennedy had put on too much chapstick. Something was going on with the sides of his mouth. They I were love- very shiny, and it frankly looked. <laughs> I love how I said yeah. ejaculate, and that means you think it, to talk joke. about the Democratic response. It frankly, we liked. I him was ju- he was fine. I was just distracted by the shininess on the sides of the mouth. I don't know if it was a chapstick problem. I don't know if it was a licking of the lips problem, but it was a problem. It looked like he used too much rosebud salve. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, it's from like years ago. Okay, yes. the best reaction though was definitely <laughs> Melania, who was. Trolling her husband by wearing white. If you remember from like two nights earlier at the Grammys, all the women in the Kesha performance were white. White was the thing last year that all the like Democratic women mm-hmm. wore. Um, and she she just like hates. She hates you me. can just tell every time it cut to her, unless like unless it was her congratulating one of the people sitting next to her because she was in the booth with like all yeah. the all the shout out people. Yeah. they would be like, and here's Preston, and she would be like, yeah. She, after every shout out, she was probably like, She was just like, anytime, like, there was, cut one out point you? Was, there was one point where he was like, and Melania is here, and it cut to her just like, like, <laughs> like, like, no, like, keep my fucking name out your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> but apparently she was blindsided by the Stormy Daniels yeah. thing. I mean, I bet you she added, like, some sort of addendum to their prenup, like, in, in order to agree to go to the mm-hmm. State of the Union and, like, not give the finger to the camera. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, I do feel like of all of the facial reactions, she encompassed my feelings the most because every time you cut to her, unless... She was congratulating a legitimate hero. Yeah. She was just like, yeah, she fucking hates him. Look it's at like, this fucking dumbass. Like, yeah. she hates him, and who can blame her? Because, like you said, she was apparently completely did not know about the Stormy Daniels thing. And if you remember, that was while she was pregnant, or she had just, she had, had, just had, had Baron. Baron. Yeah, so it's like imagine like ten years later finding out that your husband betrayed you right after you had your son. You know, she's the most popular of the entire Trump family, like the approval ratings. I mean, she's like a million points ahead of Donald, but more than like any of the family members who they do polling for, I feel like they probably don't do polling for like Barron because he's a child. Yeah. It would be weird to poll a, a child's popularity. I'm sure they do be, poll that. Though. Yeah, but like they don't really I mean it would be rude. Yeah. He, he's eleven. <laughs> but but of the adult 
drums, yes. she is the most popular by far, and I feel like it's because they're like everyone's I'm like, so sorry. she's our beautiful caged bird. <laughs> yeah, they like feel bad for her. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, also she's the only one who's not actually involved in anything political because no. he's hired all his children. Yeah, she's so. like she's she's kind of like the only person who hasn't been implicated in anything because she um, doesn't do it. Okay, Elise, will you tell us a little bit about some of the substantive policy matters he addressed? I can because surprise. He actually did have some substantive policy proposals in the speech. That's not usually his jam. He did it for the State of the Union. So let's talk about it. Uh, first things first, uh, this is sort of where the speech went off the rails, uh, was when he gets into his immigration proposal. So here's the meat of the proposal. Basically, he's offering a 12-year path to citizenship for 1.8 million dreamers. There are 800,000 dreamers in the program right now, so that's like double and then some dreamers. But in exchange for your precious dreamers. <laughs> he will require $25 billion for a wall that isn't gonna work because people take planes <laughs> to get here. Yeah. <laughs> he wants, and sweeping changes to the legal immigration system. This is like Stephen Miller's wet dream. Stephen Miller can't has have- Has never had a wet dream. Or he can't had have actual sexual wet dreams because he hasn't had any actual sexual experiences. So this is kind of the thing that gets him horny, which is making sure that we cut legal immigration by an estimated 50%. It will, this, pro, this plan will drop us to the lowest levels since the 1920s. In the 1920s, we had racial quota laws that were like, we're only gonna let this many Chinese people come into the country and stuff. Right now, we have kind of the opposite of that. We have a di diversity visa lottery program. Under this plan, we get rid of that and we prioritize high-skilled workers, that's what he means when he says that. Um, so if we're prioritizing high-skilled workers, can we get rid of the president? That's a great question. Can we get rid of Stephen Miller, whose like, only accomplishment to date is being like very racist for his age? Yeah, he's also pretty he's good at like kissing Donald Trump's ass. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Um, okay, and one other thing that's in this bill is an end to chain migration. So this is like a big Republican talking point. Trump literally got booed by the Democrats when he brought this up. So when Republicans say chain migration, what they basically think is that once an immigrant gets legal status here in the United States, that they can then sponsor, you know, their ex-boyfriend's best friend's favorite Instagram model. They're like, they're like, Republicans are under the impression that you can just sponsor any motherfucker. That's how Trump got Melania here. Yeah. Or no, he didn't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. She came in on a legitimate visa as a model. I'm joking. She's, I'm not fake news. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they want to change this system. Right now you can basically sponsor like parents, children, people who would be at your Thanksgiving table within reason. Yeah. They want to clamp down on that and say it is only parents and uh, and minor children. So mm -hmm. you couldn't sponsor your adult child to come in. 18 years old. States. Yeah. So this is basically like in my opinion, a $25 million ransom for the dreamers. Like, it's basically like, okay, we will give you a path to citizenship, but like, you're gonna have to give us all this ridiculous stuff that's gonna tank our immigration system and like fundamentally change the melting pot that is America. 
Yeah. Um, and it won't make it's the more statue. like a congealed stew now. Exactly. And the Statue of Liberty. Oh, she's sad. Yeah. Her oh, quote no longer applies. She, well, that was added later, as Stephen Miller uh, <laughs> pointed added. out. I didn't know that. That's oh, hilarious. Stephen Miller, one time someone asked him, like, what about the quote on the Statue of Liberty? And he was like, that was added later. SpongeBob, who put this quote on my statue? Okay, you're like combining Steve <laughs> Bannon. They're, they're all the same. They're all named Steve. Okay, tell us a little bit about the infrastructure bill. Okay, so the other concrete proposal that came out was this infrastructure plan. Uh, Trump, this is something that he talked about doing in his first 100 days, but then he got distracted by how hard being president was, and he was like, oh, I'm not going to get to it. But basically, Trump wants to uh, pass a bill that would be a $1.5 trillion plan to uh, fix our infrastructure. This really isn't a bad idea because uh, much of our infrastructure that's like roads, schools, all that stuff, has actually received a D rating or less, yeah. uh, which like a D might be good to pass your freshman year math class uh, like I did. That's what she got. Just kidding. I actually got an F and had to take it again. But it's <laughs> a D is not good enough when we're talking about drinking water. Uh, D is how you get a Flint, Michigan situation. It's because yeah. our infrastructure is fucked. So yeah. this is actually not a bad idea. The thing that's kind of weird about it is like, where are we going to get $1.5 trillion when we just cut taxes by literally that amount? And also he's demanding $25 billion for a wall that's not going to do anything. Yeah, so this whole thing about the spending on this like amazing new beautiful infrastructure, mm -hmm. this sort of like, okay, as you guys know from following our Instagram story, I'm reading Donald Trump's biography. If you don't know, you should check it out in our Instagram story highlights. They're so good. They're they're so good. And okay. Sammy will read a book for you. Yeah, I am literally, <laughs> yeah. We're just getting the benefits of my reading. So basically like what, it, I'm only halfway through the book, which is like up to let's say like the 90s. Basically, like what I'm getting from this book is that he kind of does the same thing over and over and over again with mm -hmm. every single thing that he has done. Mm -hmm. The latest thing that I've read is about Atlantic City. Yes. Where he just spends a fuck ton of money on like, without really thinking about anything, like needing to have like marble doorknobs mm -hmm. and like gold plated like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like whatever, in their inner pipes, like just ridiculous spending mm -hmm. that he cannot afford. That he also can't pay for himself. So he lends the money, he, he borrows the money from different people, can't pay it back. Mm -hmm. So what he did in Atlantic City is he tried to open three casinos within like five years. Oh, and he bought a yacht off of a Saudi Arabian prince that he named the Trump Princess. <laughs> did, how much do you want to bet that Tiffany has a lower back tattoo that says Trump Princess? <laughs> yeah, I don't think she wants anything to do with it. But yeah. Um, so basically, he like bought all these things, said it's like going to be the greatest thing ever. And what's the result? He ends up defaulting on all of his loans, mm -hmm. all three of his casinos, which are like next door neighbors to each other, end up stealing each other's clientele. So none of them can make enough money. See, this he literally can't cover the loans with the amount people are gambling. It's it's just crazy to me. It's so crazy to lose money on a casino. You have to be so bad at business. You have people who are addicted to giving you money <laughs> that are coming in. They have a psychological addiction that they should be going to the hospital for. They're not. They want to give you their money and you 
can't get enough. Of, you, I, I just. You can't cover your loan. The house always wins. That's the point of a casino. <laughs> That's the whole thing. So the fact that he lost money on a casino, Donald Trump's whole life is just um, like the movie Groundhog's Day, but for bankruptcies. Like yeah. it's a Groundhog's yeah. Day of bankruptcies. Okay. He, yeah. So this yeah. is what, so this is what brings us to what's happening now. So what he did is basically all these bankers. He couldn't cover his loans. Couldn't make his payments. So all these bankers basically meet with him, like twelve of them. This is very unusual that bankers would meet with like other lenders of one person and then try to like come up with a solution. But they needed to because he was not going to be able to pay all of them back, and they were going to like essentially get destroyed. Like he also put contractors out of business from not paying those bills either. So basically, all these lenders meet with him together. They put him on a personal spending budget of mm -hmm. $450,000 yeah. a month, I think. Yeah, like your college friend who goes into credit card debt and her parents are like, we have to sit down and figure out what we're going to do about this. Yeah. We'll pay the debt, but you're in big trouble. Yeah, like, but more like in this situation is the parents being like, if you can't help us pay this back, we're, you're going to bankrupt us, mm -hmm. so we need to help you. So that's what's hap what happened in Atlantic City is that they had to help it. They could let him default and like put him out of business because he needed the casinos to be able to make back some mm -hmm. of the money. So all these people are just like helping helping him and like helping keep him afloat so that he doesn't destroy them, which is essentially what's happening with the entire Republican Party right now and why they're agreeing to defend him against the fact that he is like fully colluding with the Russians, mm -hmm. fully working with a foreign power to win this election so that we basically don't, that he doesn't destroy the entire Republican Party, even though none of them are running for re-election anyway. Sammy, doesn't this kind of bring us to our next segment? The Russia Report? The Russia Report. The Russia Report. Where's our hat? I have the hats. And the I hats. have, oh God, gross. The dossier. Ew, ew. The dossier. Okay. Um, now this report has been popping. popping. Oh, we mm -hmm. <laughs> And luckily, we have a Russia expert right here in the studio that's who's going to tell us everything that's been going down. So, Sammy, take it away. Okay. Where does one even start with this? Last week, we talked about this memo that was coming out of the House Intelligence Committee, chaired by Devin Nunes, a.k.a. the man who's supposed to be recused from the Russia investigation because he was caught uh, talking to the Trump administration mm -hmm. about what the committee yeah. is doing, which is, like we've said, completely out of whack with the idea yeah. of checks and balances Devin between Nunes the different is, branches of government. Devin Nunes is currently kind of trying, I think he's doing a Guinness Book of World Records for like how, how many times a person can disgrace themselves in yeah. a year. Yeah, um, we have two really more great. in just in this segment alone. So basically he is, he, the, the House Intelligence Committee, the House voted to release the Republican memo. The Republican memo, if you remember from last week, is essentially just a bunch of talking points edited so that all so that it makes the democrats look bad it basically alleges that the obama administration approved spying on the trump campaign okay this is actually sort of true however it's misleading because what the obama administration actually did was go to a fisa court which is where you get permission to spy on someone when you suspect that they may be a danger to national security and you get and this permission by providing a judge with evidence that makes the judge feel like oh collusion or whatever spying yeah. is happening so it's like another example of them just kind of like disproving their own point they're like oh wow obama was spying on trump and it's like yeah and he went through all the legal channels and got like all these people to agree that there was reason to spy yes exactly so they this is what happened like last year now they have this memo that they're editing to make the Obama administration and the Democrats yes. look bad so and they, make Trump look innocent they've essentially facetuned 
the memo. Yeah. Like, in a way. Like, people, like, the, the memo looks amazing right now. It's, like, really clear skin on the memo. Like, this yeah. memo is basically, like, Kim Kardashian's ass on the cover of any magazine. Like, where's the cellulite? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. This can't just be lighting that's making the memo look this way. People who yeah. see the, like, people who see the memo are like, that's not the memo. Yeah, and then the memo walks into the club and you're like, ooh, the memo's so much better than I saw that on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's so, a shopped memo. It's a, it's a shopped memo. Yes, so the Republic they Republicans voted to release the 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 Republicans version of the memo. The, the Democrats wrote a counter memo mm -hmm. explaining the bigger context of this, which they voted to then block the release of the Democratic memo. It was also revealed that the FBI and the DOJ begged and pleaded with the White House to please not release this memo because it is dangerous to national security. Mm -hmm. And Trump is still saying He's going to release it tomorrow. But you never know with it. Like, remember with the fake news awards, it was like, they're tomorrow, they're in two weeks, here's a blog post that yeah. I made. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. who knows? But I feel like he is gonna release it because it just it, it just mucks up the whole investigation. Yeah. So like, gonna, why wouldn't he? I think he's gonna release it like if in the moment it seems like a good idea. When that moment happens that it seems like a good idea, then he'll do it. I don't think he like has any true feelings on whether it should be released either way. It's but just funny to me because he's always the one who's like, wow, the government shutdown puts our military at risk. The Democrats are always putting our military at risk. And then he's potentially going to release something that like our entire intelligence community is like, this puts our yeah. entire country at risk. But yeah, because it's not really ever about what it's about, you know what I mean? It's Never. always about him. Never. Now it's coming out that the that the Republicans are investigating the FBI and the DOJ for mm -hmm. bias, which we'll get to that later. The White House also may have let, may have actually contributed to the memo. This is unconfirmed, but it is now out there. And the last thing is that Devin Nunes, since the House voted to release the memo, has since admittedly edited the memo more. Oh yeah. He's, he was like, actually, you know what? The memo does not look skinny enough to release. And then he like goes in and adds like a tone on the arm of the memo. Like the memo's really tan now. Yeah. He's face tuning the memo, y'all. Yeah. So basically, what is what is in this memo? The memo is basically trying to establish democratic bias within the government, which is like kind of like completely delusional because, so okay, as a result, Andrew McCabe, who you may know from Trump's Twitter where he waged a public campaign to get him fired, has now stepped down. The next person who seems to be a target of the memo is Rod Rosenstein. Mm -hmm. Rod Rosenstein is basically like public enemy number one of the memo. Mm -hmm. and basically, he looks really bad in the memo. He's like the friend standing next to the memo where like it's a good picture of the memo but a really bad picture of Rod Rosenstein. Yeah, yeah made to look even worse by the fact that the memo wanted to like skinny itself mm -hmm. and in effect made Rod Rosenstein even fatter. Yeah. But if you look, the memo has an extra hand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's not like that good of a shot. Yeah, but the craziest thing about all this is is that Rod Rosenstein and Bob Mueller, they're all Republicans. They're, they're Republicans who were on the side of pretty much the Republican Party. Now it's coming out that you may remember last week we talked about the two FBI agents who were caught texting and are part of the secret society. Uh -huh. Now we find out that Peter Schrock, the guy who texted the secret society thing, was literally the person who wrote the other memo about, uh -huh. <laughs> about how James, about telling announcing that they were reopening Hillary Clinton's email investigation. So this guy is like, supposed, now they're basically villainizing him for being some sort of like Hillary, Terry McAuliffe lackey, whereas like 
prior to this, all these people were basically on Trump's side. Rod, yeah. Rod Rosenstein was the person who was writing a letter essentially justifying Comey's firing. And yeah. now Trump wants to fire him. And during the election, they call literally people called the FBI Trumplandia. Yeah. Like it's 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 crazy. There's one more thing uh, yeah. that I wanted to talk about today, which is our girl Hope Hicks. Oh yeah. Your girl Hope Hicks has apparently been implicated in obstruction of justice. For those of you who can't really remember, uh, Hope Hicks is the 28-year-old Ivanka Trump handbag model turned communications director who may or may not be having an affair with Donald Trump. We don't know. That's whatever. We think she is. But we that, that's our that's our opinion. Theory. That's our opinion. Yeah. We do Some not people know. are now implying. Hope, Hope will not answer my DMs. <laughs> Some people are now implying that it's Nikki Haley who's having the affair. That seems weird. I to me. don't think that's likely. I think it's much more likely Hope Hicks. But we will do an Instagram story poll, and you can tell us what you think. You also may reckon if you don't know who Hope Hope Hicks is because she never shows her face mm-hmm. in any sort of communications like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, situation. She's the one with a really good contour. Yeah, yeah. That And that's the thing is like, so basically Hope Hicks apparently said that Donald Trump Jr.'s emails would never get out and then he leaked them himself. So How do you think she felt after that? <laughs> what must have been a bad day for Hope. And so now she's implicated in obstruction of justice and it's just upsetting because I don't want to lose Hope before we figure out what highlight she used. I know. Her Hope, tell good. us. She's got the KKW uh, collusion. Palette. <laughs> like, uh, she she does. She's very pretty. Uh, yeah, that's what we, we're getting at. Yeah, I I think that she's making a huge mistake. You may also remember her as the one who Steve Bannon said that he was going to call her dad and tell her to get tell him to get her a lawyer if she didn't like step off mm-hmm. this whole thing. She also used to date Corey Lewandowski. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Hope is like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what the thing is with Trump and all these firings? It's sort of like he has all these people on his side and then they like slightly piss him off or he questions their loyalty and then he wants to fire these people who were like really very much on his side. Yeah. Like even Jeff Sessions, who he's trying to get to step down, who's like lives up his ass. Like it's just like when you look around and you have no one left to fire, the problem is you. Yes, exactly. It's like if you meet an asshole in the morning, you met an asshole in the morning. If you meet assholes all day, you're the asshole type yes. of a situation. Like it is that type like of situation. If, if everyone is bad at their job, you're probably the one who's bad at your job. Exactly. So now that we've done that, mm-hmm. let's talk about one more one thing. One more thing. Uh, we actually have two more things. They're both Sammys, and they're both about Kim Kardashian. So take it away. Yeah. Kim Kardashian was really, like, underrated this week. First is that she trolled Lindsay Lohan in the comment section of Perez Hilton's um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Lindsay Lohan made a comment about on a picture of Kim that said, I am confused. And Kim clapped back with, at Lindsay Lohan, you know what's confusing? Your sudden foreign accent. Which I thought was really funny. That is funny. Okay. It's so easy to clap back at Lindsay Lohan because she's yeah. just not all there. Like, like yeah. when Oprah's just like, cut the shit, and she's like, like she just can't. What? What? Yeah. Okay, the second thing is that Wendy Williams then roasted Kim Kardashian on her show the next day in um, as a as a response to her nude photos that she keeps posting, which are like so unnecessary. Like, you're a mom of almost, of three? You're a mom of three. Yeah, but it's, she's what she's always doing. She doesn't care. Yeah. That's what you know she's what she, doing. So what Wendy Williams said is, Kim, you know what? It's clear that Kanye does not pay attention to you. It's clear to me that you are desperate, desperately trying to stay in the spotlight. Yeah. I, I, I would say the same thing about Wendy Williams, though. Like, like I don't know. I think yeah. that if Wendy Williams looked like Kim, she'd be posting up some nudes. Maybe. Anyway. That's my, I like Kim's nudes. I think they're fun. I like Kim too. 
but not as long as I like Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, guys, that's our show. The show. Sign up for our email at betches.com slash the hyphen sup. We have a new link. Mm-hmm. Yay. Remember to listen to the podcast. If you uh, if this wasn't enough for you, mm-hmm. tell all your friends. Tell your friends it's now a podcast, and they no longer have to hide their laughter at their desks during their lunch mm-hmm. break from their bosses because mm-hmm. they can just listen. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay, guys. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And until the end of democracy, this was the Sup Live. Bye. Bye. Time for vacation now, right? I know. How excited are you? Bye, Instagram. Bye. Batches.